Attention human, prepare yourself for the double pick cast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Double Pipcast, where almost every week we run you through the Transformers TCG news and catch you up on everything going on within that universe. As always, you got me, your host, Cam. You also got Sean. Hey, all you cool. big cat bots and kitten bots. <laughs> cool kids and kittens. Uh, you probably Carol murdered Baskin your husband, say? too. Hey, all you cool <laughs> exactly. kittens. Yeah. Hi, all and, you cool cats and kittens. Yeah, yeah. that's how. <laughs> Too easy, you know what I'm saying? So uh, we know. Before, Sean? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So sorry that, then I kind of just brain farted right there. And I was like, "What the fuck?" So to all our listeners out there, if uh, Cam or Brandon disappears, you know who did it. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. I, I don't even like cats. <laughs> I got plenty of sardines stocked up. Put it right on my shoes. Yeah, he puts like perfume on my shoes, and then I get carried away. Yeah. Oh man. Hey, so not not too much new uh, coming from the official Transformers Twitter or any official channels. Uh, but it, with the lack of news, means we are free to pontificate and discuss what we do know about. Uh, we're going to be talking about release dates uh, and really whatever else comes out of that. But, you know, uh, May 29th is what we're looking for still for Titan Masters Attack, which, of course, is a pushback from the April release. Uh, April 18th would have been the release weekend for Titan Masters Attack previously, but with, with the COVID situation, the lockdown, the quarantine, uh, that, that's been pushed back to hopefully... Uh, align better with the reopening of the economy and uh, some releases of the stay-at-home orders. So with that being said, release dates, May 29th, do we still feel like that? that's good? Should it have come out earlier? Should they have stuck with the uh, over-a-month uh, previous release date, Brandon? So re- I think there's a couple of things with that. Uh, the magic, I was just talking to... Well, who was I just talking? I was just talking to somebody um, about the release dates of Magic coming out, I think, on the 15th. And there, it's actually coming out like a week or two before, which, you know, it, it makes me feel a certain type of way, right? Because, of course, you know, all of us taxpayers got a couple bucks in the mail and we're like, okay, this would have been the perfect time to, you know, support buying stuff frivolously to, to stimulate the economy we would have been doing our civic duty as americans to go to our local game store and buy uh boxes of cards right mm-hmm. and uh so i i'm i'm looking for that you know and i, I want it like, i want it right now i haven't played in so long i haven't even messed with my cards i want that set that set looks good so you know that that's one of those things I think as any business or corporation has to be flexible with these things and hopefully and fingers crossed knock on wood uh, hopefully they're they're assessing the situation out there Watsy and they'll drop you know this uh, this Transformers maybe the same time they drop uh, the Magic set you know I can hope for that we can hope for the best otherwise I'll just be waiting patiently for another month you know yeah not patiently. <laughs> Yep, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm that's about my my level of saltiness too. Just, uh, 
May 15th for them, but, you know, why couldn't, you know, I, I didn't even know, I didn't know if they had Magic first originally done to the May 29th or if they originally planned it for the May 15th when they first pushed everything. No, the original Magic release and Transformers release were the same weekend. Like, like it was, yeah. Back, yeah. So, so that makes me even more salty, but maybe they just haven't. Maybe they'll they'll come up here within the next week or so and say, "Hey, we're we're also releasing, you know, Transformers at the same time." You know, maybe maybe there's a little hope in that. You know, I doubt it, but I think maybe they probably want to, you know, they want people to spend more of them, you know, Trump bucks on on Magic <laughs> and not Transformers. You know, so who, who knows? knows? I mean, there, there could be a business rationale. Of course, we're sitting here, you know, armchair quarterbacking, but there could be a business rationale. However, mm-hmm. it seems the most reasonable thing to, to do because you know that these the product already exists. So it's in a warehouse or a holding cycle somewhere, which costs money. So I would assume the most uh, economic thing to do would be ship that stuff out and get it in the hands of local game stores where you're not paying rent on, you know, warehousing space. But again, uh, that's, that's for those big brains over at Watsy and Hasbro, yeah. you know, to, to kind of see what they got going on. Yeah. My thought process is, and especially for me, a big catalyst for me wanting to get it is, is I'm less of a collector. I'm, I mean, as I am a player, like I would rather play it at a release weekend or something like that. And, you know, a few times afterwards, maybe a a big event, as opposed to buying a box or a case, opening it at home in solitude, and then, you know, prior to, so if it released and I can't go anywhere with it, I would rather be somewhere and open my first packs with other people. So that's, that's my piece. I can understand some people want it now, and they can start building their decks and then go to a competitive event once everything opens up, or go to a release event, but... I'm fine with going there, setting up our event, moving it out to, you know, the next weekend or release weekend and uh and getting my product for the first time when it's when when we're able to walk around a little bit, albeit with masks and hazmat suits on. Uh <laughs> How know. dare you, you filthy casual. No, yeah. you got to get those <laughs> decks ready for competition. Yeah, but I understand that part as well. There's 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 folks that will buy a case of it and and sleeve it all up, get it in their binders and and then they'll be ready as soon as they're able to walk outside. But yeah, I think I a big part of me and for everybody that's been listening for the past 26 episodes, you know, I I enjoy I think sealed is my favorite. Some people poo-poo sealed, Ooh. but I I like six-pack sealed getting yep. maybe getting a super rare getting you know uh you know a few few cards in my hand and and seeing a lot of them for the first time and then playing with people a lot of times people are bringing friends with them so it's their first time to play so if if Watsy is and especially specifically the you know Drew and the team over there working on the Transformers team uh if they're interested in growing it they definitely won't grow it if people are at home they will grow it if it's Sean bringing a buddy, you bringing a buddy, me bringing a buddy, or hosting an event and and inviting casuals like to it. You'll grow it with a big release when people can actually enjoy it. But people will buy video games, people will buy movies, but people won't buy something uh, brand new. I don't think like Transformers to to play 
at home. So I have, a, I have a question for you then. I mean, because I'm, I'm, I see where you're coming from, and I absolutely think that you have to have those in those release events. You know, they have to be there to grow the brand, to grow the game. You're right. People aren't just going to buy this thing over the internet and, you know, be like, wow, I have some cards. Um, do you think that that those two things are separate though? Like, how do you feel about that? Cause I'm, I feel that those two things are separate, right? Mm-hmm. I feel that you can have the product and sell the product and, in this special circumstance, right, you could still push the events, the release events, and, you know, to me, potentially move more product if you push it off, right, and and have that separate. So you're releasing the product, let's say, on time, and then giving those people access to see the cards and all that stuff, and then, of course, get that excitement for the game. And then when you do, you know, stores open back up, you have more supported events. That's going to get... Yeah. me to purchase more seal because I like seal too. I'm with seal. You know, I think that would uh, work if, if the, let's just call it the, the worldwide consortium of local gaming stores had a, were a little bit more organized and got, uh, you know, a blanket amount of support from every distributor and every publisher. Mm. And, uh, we had a GameStop basically of card stores where they could, but you know, what's going to happen is if there's stores doing local pickup and they received their play at home kits, like all the promos and box toppers and all that stuff that they received that 30 days ago, they're giving those to their regulars. They're giving those to their buddies. And then when we finally open up, it's like, Oh yeah, we can't do an event. I gave I gave that to Roscoe. I gave him all thirty of those <laughs> things. He he bought like two cases, so I just gave him everything because he's my boy. Yeah, well, yeah. So then they don't have anything left. You know, that's that's just the cynic in me, and just knowing like what goes on at some of those stores. But if if it was very controlled and there was a very organized and uh, you know, there's just not a lot of oomph behind it. Mm-hmm. So, if if the if the if the release event doesn't align with when like a street date, good luck like having some of the stuff that would make it worth coming out to. That's just me thinking out loud. Well, the um, if I remember correctly, it's it's been years since I've done a pre-release, but those kits come separately, right? So I know my allocation of pre-release product. Uh, was separate from like my normal distribution of regular boxes. So I would get, you know, a box that has all of the, what were they doing at the time? They were doing those special booster packs or whatever that you get with, uh, and then all the pre-release promos and all that stuff. So those, those kits themselves are uh, separate. Yeah, a separate, like, a whole different option when you're talking to your guy. You know, like, hey, I need one of these kits. And it's a separate ordering process than the regular stuff. Okay. So, yeah, they, I mean, typically they wouldn't. It depends, I guess, on how they how they did that distribution. Like, if you start dropping your regular booster boxes um, through your distributors, then, you know, they don't get any promos for that. But then Wizards sends out the promos to... I think they, I've seen them do it both ways where they'll send them out to distributors or they will release certain promos straight from Watsy. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I know it's two separate 
two separate things, but I, I always go back to video games. Like you, you release, let's say they do a digital release two weeks earlier, and then video mm. game store does a midnight release with the physical edition. It's like yep. nobody's going to be there. <laughs> or if they have like a tournament, it's like you know the people are already at home. They got it downloaded. They're going to be playing it. So I, I think kind of the same way. I see what you're saying. The mm. the people like us, the people on the Facebook group, they're it, as soon as it's available, people are going to have their cases pre-ordered and opening them up and and all that. And I think it, it's smart to control the message and make sure that a week, two weeks before, you got people doing their box openings to get hype up and and start that cycle back up. And if it if it aligns with people actually being able to be in the store, that's that's best for grand or brand growth as opposed to just sales i mean they're gonna they're gonna sell to sean they're gonna sell to you they're gonna sell to me but they they may sell to i don't know bob who's uh walking back to the store for a grand reopening or whatever mm. and if that grand reopening aligns with a product that is has kind of plateaued and maybe the netflix series hits sometime within the next 30 days as well Ooh. the siege trilogy i mean yeah that would also be good if, if they could get those kind of things to align that's true you know and that's that's you know you're absolutely right you have a point that that uh what were they that collaboration but that uh uh starts with an s mm. uh the word synergy. that i'm looking for synergy yes yes that's the one that synergy would be nice synergy. although <laughs> <laughs> if, if I know gamers, uh, that that Trump money is going to be mighty thin by the time this oh, set yeah, drops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know though. I mean, uh, as long as they're on that unemployment, they're doing pretty good. So they they got a few extra bucks to buy some, you know, cards here and there. Yeah, mm. yeah it's it's Crane. tough. I mean, it's tough. Some of the I don't know who the distributors are to like some of the like the grocery stores, like the the supermarkets. But man, I can't even find <laughs> find the cards anymore. Um, Walmart only has the triple pack box with like the two siege three packs and uh, a combiners pack. That box and yeah, only only so... Target stocks them, and that's only. Like when a new set hits, and that's only about half a box worth, and then once that peg is sold out, it's never restocked. So that that distribution model, that's a different distributor than like the regular, you know, guys like regular stores. Like I can get that's not a PhD or Alliance that I'm aware of. Like they typically won't get those until. Um, after they'll like been at the store and then they take them from the store cause they didn't sell. And then the, they'll give them to the distributors and then the distributors will, you know, be like, Oh, I got these, you know, um, I forget what they call them. There, there's a separate name for them. Those type of packs that you hang up, uh, hang on the, the like shelves the blister like that. Packs. Blister, blister packs or whatever. They'll have a separate, like, I got some blister packs. I can give you, you know, 36 of these for, you know, box price or whatever the case, you know. Cause so. even at Meyer, they have like, like if stuff's been around for a certain amount of time, they'll have like a, a clearance displayer yep. that they start moving stuff into, like the Pokemon three packs and all that stuff. So it's it's definitely. I mean, I don't know how it. I would imagine it's just like the dude who delivers the bread. There's there's a guy who comes in who works yep. for a card like a cards and novelties distributor and stocks that area. It's probably yeah, all it's owned just, by one dude. 
It's yeah. all owned by a separate that, company. That, like six feet, they just merge it themselves. And I'll yeah. tell you what, those guys don't have to worry about street dates. <laughs> like they don't have to worry about nothing. So because they're not there when they just put the stuff up <laughs> and at like five a.m. and they dip out. Exactly. Yeah, that that stuff used to happen too. Because um, like my customers always tell me, like when Walmart or whatever or Target would you know be dropping products, especially with Yu Gi Oh. And I'm like, well, I can't sell it to you because street date hasn't hit yet. Well, but the, they're like, oh, the guy yeah. Who Walmart is it out already. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, people, people get all salty about He's that, like but yeah, I just take it with a grain of salt. If you're somebody listening and you or somebody you know stocks your local supermarket's uh, trading card game section, whether it's a Meyer or a, I don't know, big giant eagle oh, or food lion or whatever hit us up yeah give us a skinny on how how that section gets stocked up let us know hit it in the comment section below right here give me some comments let us know yeah because yeah. i we had transformers at my local uh market for a while and then it just slowly disappeared oh, sweet and sean let me know it's like if you buy all the cards on the Transformers peg, they'll never restock it. You have to leave at least one. <laughs> yeah. It's That's rough. Time. And, and even then, it may be a while before it's restocked. GameSmart had a uh, – GameStop. GameStop. I don't know why I said GameSmart. GameStop had a lot of that stuff going on too. Like oh, yeah. uh, I know a buddy of mine used to buy like a whole bunch because they would go on clearance, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, that's and how I got they, into the game. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, Walked in the game uh, stock is like this stuff's like fifty percent. I'll try it out. Yeah, and then Black Friday they had like buy one get one seventy five percent off boosters, and then uh, they pennied out Metroplex. I got a bunch of those boxes for free, and I gave them out. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah I yeah. missed all that. Yeah, it was, but... it was funny because uh, uh, that's how I got in the game. I bought like the Autobot starter Metroplex, and like went to a couple game stops, and I bought boosters. And then I was driving around all around town to all the GameStops looking for the Decepticon starter, but no one had it in stock. I'm like, where's the Decepticon starter? Didn't then, exist you know, yet. Yeah. Then you get online and, you know, like an idiot, why I didn't look before I decided to drive three hours around town. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's all right. Of course, all driving the around. are like, yo, we never got that in, but I bet you it exists. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I think I saw but, that, but some guy bought them all. <laughs> and then, lo and behold, the dude had no clue. Because it's like mm -hmm. one peg out of his entire store. Yeah. Insane. Yeah, I, I, uh, you you'd know, think that Watsy would have more control, or at least more desire to like get, and we've talked about this before, but like have have that stuff displayed prominently. Even at Target, you it's always in that corner, lumped in with everything else, with like the sports cards and everything like that, where, you know, a hundred feet away you've got a six foot by nine foot section of the figures. I don't know. Like you'd think you would want to like you said, synergy, you'd think you'd wanna, you know, yeah. have that cross merchandising. It should be right there next to. Just put it a peg right there next to the with all the figures and, the figures. and right. the DVDs. Even at Walmart, they're putting Pokemon cards where they put little Pokemon figures back in the toys. Yeah. So 
So I'm, I'm <laughs> speak a little bit on this, and I'm not accusatory, accusatory, accusatory. I'm not accusing anybody of anything, right? However, comma, I do know that a lot of people have sticky fingers and in these big box stores. Mm -hmm. I know for a fact that was a reason that they relocated a lot of that stuff to like one concentrated area that's usually near a register or near where some employees are working, you know, and all of that craziness because I mean, I, I mean, the stories that people come into, used to come into my store and tell, they were like, oh my God, you know, I went in there and I cleared them out and I got this backpack and I'm like, oh, uh, let me make sure all of my stuff is behind this glass over here and oh, don't, yeah. don't, don't reach over here. Don't touch. I mean, yeah. and, and honestly, you don't even have to go with full on shoplifting. I mean, I mean, technically you can, if you just had a handful of them and you got a clerk that's not paying attention. We do not recommend one. this. Yeah, you can. <laughs> Do not. I'm just saying don't, stories. Don't <laughs> stories. Yes. And people do that with magic cards, too, if they can get away. You know, you just scan it once, throw it in the bag real quick or something. Well, at GameStop, they, they started sending, uh, like, display blisters. So you just put one on a peg, which obviously doesn't do great for sales because you've just got, yeah. like, one empty cardboard on the peg, and people think you're out, and then you have to, like, go yeah. up to the counter. but. I mean, people, the margin on those is not high. No. Uh, no. Just for it's paper. Just, I mean, they, they, they just don't, they don't make a lot on them. So you lose a whole peg's worth of packs. I mean, that's a lot of shrink. And I can, and then, I, can tell, I can tell you right now as being an assistant manager of a Walgreen that Magic Cards, Pokemon Boosters, they – Flew out of there, and none were magically ever sold. So <laughs> you get, a bit, you you get thirty packs. You do inventory, like cycle counts, like two days later. You're like mm. <laughs> the, the the only time the only time you can kind of kind of bet that they they were sold, or you can really know that they sold, is because they'll be on sale, like buy one get one free, or buy one get one off. Mm -hmm. Then the actual players will come in and buy them. Yeah, because they're online or whatever. Yeah, people that like slip that they they don't even just take the whole pack. They take the oh. somehow they have enough time and LP or nobody's watching these dudes razor blade the top open, take take cards out or take them home, razor blade them, take the good thing out, yeah. and then just take them back and get their money back. That's uh, just too much work. That's just 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 put them in your pocket at that point. <laughs> you know, you know, I saw I saw this happen. Well, never really saw it happen, but I've I've definitely noticed something was up because uh, I was at my local Wally Land, and this was back when Magic had a like a thirty dollar booster pack, something crazy like that, right? And I didn't really know what it was because I hadn't played in a while, like I had been out of the game, like but a fat pack or something. No, 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 like a regular booster pack of cards that cost thirty dollars. Oh. <laughs> Yes, like had, you know, I think it's like 15 cards in it or whatever. But I guess this was supposed to be the booster packs were supposed to have like all, you know, rares and mythics or whatever. It was like a booster pack that was all money cards, but each pack cost like $30. But it looked almost exactly the same as the regular, uh, like a $5 pack or whatever, $4.99 or $3.99 or whatever. So I was I had to get it online and see what's up, and apparently, yeah, that is, that was rampant because people were like, "Oh, 
well, people at Walmart obviously don't know anything about this. And they were like, oh, you just take this to the customer service and be like, do you price match? You know, it's it's just ridiculous, you know, so like, oh, this price is wrong. It's $30. It's supposed to be $5. Mm. They don't know, you know, they don't know. They don't care. They're just like, whatever. Booster's a booster to me. So that that's always an interesting dynamic when you sell a product that's specialized niche like, you know, like we have here, you know, in a big box store where, you know, when you have a specialized non non-traditional or you know some type of special thing, right? How's that going to work in in your big box stores, you know. But from the little game stores where you should be buying that stuff anyway, so it's all good. How do you start like so you're you're a store owner. How do you start, you know, making the decision whether or not you want to start buying singles from people and start putting them in your display case or getting a binder built of this? If like game first comes it, it, out and guy buys a whole butt ton of it and realizes he's got to pay his bill, and he comes in and tries to sell it to you, like do you do <laughs> like nah, nobody's it, been in here asking about this, dude? I I, I can't buy it. It really so. depends. To well, just throwing it to me, it's all dependent on your player base. How big your player base? If you don't have a big player base, singles is, you know, in in it for you. I mean, these days, I guess with the internet, you know, that it's a, a little bit more lucrative. But at least going back in the day, you know, we had sort of a smaller shop, so we didn't have a real big magic group. But we had groups of like every other game, so we didn't really deal in lots of magic but we dealt in singles of other so for me my uh, my decision came down to it was basically player based but I would go a little bit at a time so I would do things like I would probably play the game like every game in my store I play it right just because I, I kind of wanted to be familiar with it and there was a game called oh man what was the name of that game it was no, it was yes. it was an anime based game. It was not it was like anime style. I forget what it's called. It was a really cool game though, but it was some type of, you know, that thing or whatever. It was a new game. It was pretty hot. But um you know, it was also singles based, right? So they had singles and all that stuff. Depending on how many people showed up was when I made the decision on to whether or not to have a binder. And then I would play and have a deck to play and then, you know, start pimping out the binder if I would basically buy it wholesale. Cause that's, that's the, if you have enough players, eventually some of them are going to want to sell you something or you're going to want to, you know, buy something, you know, dirty. Hey, I will, you know, buy for 30 cents on the dollar or 40 cents on the dollar or whatever and then try and sell that. Um, a little bit different for magic because the best way to get those magic, uh, bulk is to buy, buy in bulk. So you buy entire collections, you know, and then move your product on that. And that's what I did. I bought out a store that, you know, he quit. Yeah, I closed up shop. So I bought his entire collection to get all of my bulk and his rares and all that stuff. And that's where my, you know, my singles started. But singles are tough business. Like you have to be invested. You have to be almost like a stock trader. You have to be watching the market, know trends you know understand what's going on inventory control like i had an entire binder walk away you know so i had some reserve list stuff in there too it was just it's it's rough 
got to know what the hot decks are. You got to got to be in tune with all that and price you know, that stuff can't... up before you open up for the day. Like if yeah. something hits in the meta, like tournament was the day before and something was big, and people yep. come in and yeah, pick something up that you forgot to take a look at, and then how much of that because you don't want to sell it all. You could sell it all online within a week faster than so, you could so, sell it in your store but that if you sell it all and you've got an empty display case then well another you know another thing is is regional pricing too you know they might you might get eight bucks for it from a guy in california but you know maybe that card is a little bit rare in your local area and you get 12 bucks for it you know pretty easily maybe yeah. i'd or always be able to sell it but i absolutely stopped uh, marking my cards with prices, you know, and I just went, nope, straight up, you know, hey, I'll do uh, basically TCG player low for just about everything, mm-hmm. uh, everything that I was selling. I was like, no, because you can lose, you know, you can lose your shirt on some of that stuff. If you are not familiar with what happened at some of these tournaments or whatever, you could be like, oh, my God. And you're not and just taking the label down every morning. And exactly. If, if somehow you can afford to have an employee, they're not going to to do that. Like, hey, make sure you do your price changes. Yeah, no, that's hey. that's brutal. And you know, stores do that. Like some stores used to, and some stores still do have that. But no, I I couldn't do it. You know, with my staff, I only had a couple of people, and you know, my time already. You know, just going shopping, getting the water and the snacks, and cleaning the store, and running tournaments and all that stuff. You know, so. Usually you might have like, you know, a few cards, you know, the big money cards or something that maybe you got in store that you want to keep checking the prices. But yeah, these days you just want to go with, you know, say, hey, whatever, you know, we go by this prices at the moment I put it in Google or put it in the search on TCG. Yeah. And I I think it probably has to do with how much traffic you get at your store that is new clientele uh or versus regular like there's a place uh about a little less than an hour from where i am riw which gets a uh it has a lot compared to your normal local gaming store there's a lot of traffic to it it's it's a pretty popping place and they have all kinds of singles they've got pokemon singles from the 90s they've you know, they had some Transformers singles, which I thought was weird. They had, like, a random Sunstorm in there. So that's what made me think of it. It's like, who said, hey, will you buy this Sunstorm? And then who behind the counter is like, yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, or, or probably it could have just been, like, a, a pack they opened for, you know, their display. Collection. And they're like, oh, well, it, well, it's a rare. So, you know, throw it in there for five bucks or something. Maybe right. Dollars to trans- donut. Trans- it was a collection. guy will come in. Yeah, Dollar should know that they bought they bought somebody's collection that had multiple games in it, and that happened to be like one that was in there. A couple packs worth of... <laughs> yeah, I could see that, too. I've done that before. Traded for some people's collections. It's got, like, a hodgepodge of different stuff. It's a lot like storage wars. You might come out with something. <laughs> <laughs> they're just, like, standing there at the threshold, and they're like, Oh, man, I saw a Black Lotus back there. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen you got to be like, oh, I've seen it. I've seen this over there in the corner. <laughs> like poking it with a cane. Yeah. Like, oh, no, no. Don't let him know. Don't let him know. Five dollars. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, man, I saw. I thought it was an Optimus Prime Battlefield legend, but when I got in there, it was actually just a freedom fighter. Oh, damn it, Freedom Fighter. 
There's 17 freedom fighters, to be exact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I paid 500 for it, and then I made 600 <laughs> off the other one. So, I mean, not a great day. <laughs> Do love that show. Man, I love that show. Like, I used to love it. I saw um I saw this recently too. It was uh, auction no, 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 no auction hunters but that traveling antique show or whatever the oh, thing yeah. where they Antique Roadshow. Antique Roadshow, right. So I guess some lady brought in her husband's uh collection and I guess he collected from the beginning like 93. So he had the complete, you know, reserve list. He had the Power 9 multiples, the whole shebang and bang in this folder and you could tell like she had no idea right she just uh, some lady you know probably in her you know 40s or whatever had no idea and the guy who was appraising it was like i didn't even want to actually touch any of these things because they're so rare and they're in such good condition uh any little nick can you know devalue this but uh, yeah, he dude. was like, I could sell this collection tomorrow for over $150,000. <laughs> you think about like the people, like the kids, the guys, the, the girls that went off to college. And then while yeah. they were gone, their moms and dads threw their stuff out. Like yeah. how, oh my God. how many rare Nintendo games and how many like, oh my goodness, how many things, mm. uh, magic cards and stuff that like. Hey mom, where's my black lotus? And it's like, <laughs> I threw that out. You didn't want that anyway. I know all that firsthand. Firsthand, it happened to you. I was. Well, it was my 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 friend stole all my game. Oh right. No, so, uh, me and the wife were watching that episode, and she looked at me, and she's like, "Oh, you got a whole bunch of magic cards," and I was like, uh, "Don't touch any of my stuff." Ever. <laughs> no, no. Don't don't touch these things. No, leave leave my stuff alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh hands only. I have there's so many funny stories of like things because when I was uh I used to have a funky schedule where I was actually like off during the middle of the day and nobody was out, everybody was working. And mm. I would just go around to pawn shops to see see what I could see, see if I could find anything, and I found this game for the Super Nintendo that was Blockbuster exclusive. And this was before, like, people started buying retro games, like, real, real hard and collecting mm. them and selling them. It was a Blockbuster exclusive game called Hagane. It was a Hudson Soft game. And oh. I would usually just go off... I mean, phones back then didn't... It was, like, before 3G. So you couldn't really, like, jump on eBay and check prices that fast. But I would right. just go off of, like, you know, you see the same games all the same labels and then you see one you've never seen before you're like okay that's got to be rare mm. and they just priced cartridges at like three three five and eight bucks like three bucks for nintendo five for sega and eight for super nintendo or something like that so i got this game and i held on to it for a while and then i ended up selling i got it for eight bucks and i ended up selling it for like 300 bones oh but now man. it's worth over a thousand dollars loose it's, oh my God, it's yeah, insane. It's those blockbuster games, man. All those blockbuster games become like instant hits and retro. Uh, especially if you've got the box, because of course the blockbuster people just throw the box and the book out back then. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Man, that was uh, man renting games back in the day. That was definitely the the thing to do. Like I would run to Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. I was a regular at Blockbuster yeah. and Hollywood Video. That place, mm-hmm. I, I, I think that place went under too. We but, had Video yeah. Watch in 
uh, in my neck of the woods, and then Hollywood Video bought them out. Oh, okay. I still okay. got I still got my old Blockbuster and Hollywood rental cards. Oh yeah. Wow. You used to be able to rent the systems from them in the big uh, turtle yep. cases, like yep. Virtual Boy. Had the Game Pass, so I could just go and take game anytime I wanted. Yeah. I remember it was a big deal when they went from three days to five days because you used to pay like uh, eight bucks or whatever it was for three days. And it's like now you get it for a whole week. Yes, <laughs> weekend rentals yeah, were higher, that. or disc yeah. disc rentals were higher, and you like snap the PS One game and have to buy it. Had to go immediately into that new release counter, that new release wall, and check behind all the movies and see if they had that one. And then, if you were really smart, you'd go to the return basket and say, "Hey, what yeah. what's in the returns? What's in the returns? <laughs> what's, yeah. what's in the return stack? Go check the return. I'll yeah. I'll look through the stack. Just it's like, do you have any Resident Evil twos back there? It's like, no, man. Oh. It's, <laughs> it's like who? There's five, and they're all out right now. Hmm. And then you hear like, Shukunk. it's like, is that it? It's like, no, that it? that's Mission Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll be right up there. Hold it. Uh, I'll be right there. Yeah, Don't man. Holds better hurry. Yeah, dude. Kids now will never know. Like renting, like renting out tapes. Oh, yep. Reading I wanted that job box, too. Or reading, looking at the front art, looking at the one screenshot on the back, and just hoping <laughs> to God it wasn't terrible. Oh yes. The box says oh, two yes. players, but it's actually not. You're just like, well, I guess we don't get to play together. <laughs> <laughs> two players swapping the same remote, right? Yeah, so it's like, like not oh, two players yeah. co-op. Really? Like, yeah. Oh no. Oh man, how many? This is not a Transformers podcast anymore. But like, how many? sucky games did you rent it's uh, like the art looked cool uh, it was like sweet japanese anime art in the back you're like oh, okay one screenshot and then like some text oh two players okay cool cool and you get it back and it's just the worst for the yeah. for the sega genesis and for the super nintendo a whole lot yeah <laughs> it's like it was a crap tell you from- like if you hadn't read about it before for me, I mean, it's probably just uh, those rose-colored glasses, but it was like everything that I remember renting was a banger. <laughs> well, because you didn't have anything to compare it to. You didn't have YouTube exactly. or anything, so it was yeah. like it was a well, game you didn't own yesterday, <laughs> and now you have it. So it's like, yeah. In, in the later years, I'd say in the PlayStation and Xbox years, yeah, I only rented great games, but like... Back in the in the Genesis and Super Nintendo year, well, you, would, you know, you, I, I had all the latest Game Informers and Electronic Monthly Gaming, and I had yeah. four magazines, tips Some and tricks, PSM. Just, yeah, yep. they just weren't no, those no. magazines. No, when by the time I think like Xbox came around. Uh, I was already in the military at that time. I wasn't renting anything, um, but most of my renting days were squarely in the OG Nintendo, NES, Full Life, and the Super Nintendo days. And in those days, I was trying to beat the ra- – I mean, I was trying to beat that game in a weekend. Like, I was I was on that. You know, it was um, – there were some games too, especially on Nintendo, where saving really wasn't, you know, it wasn't an option. So you had to Password do the system. old, yeah, exactly, or, or something it on. like that. 
leave it on. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You know the move. Yeah. Put the fan so it don't it's overheat. Like, everybody listening, I'm sorry, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, or, the one right or, there, baby. Or, or stick in the cartridge in to keep the cartridge down. So it... Or it's like ka-ching, ka-ching, because it would like give yep. you that green screen once your Nintendo got bad, and you had to like ching it up and down yep. with the spring loader like 10 times to right. try to get it to work. Yep. Got it to put it on the lip and then yep. push it down. Like, yeah, yes. push it in real quick. Put a little yeah. alcohol swab on it. <laughs> Locky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. That was back in the day. I mean, I was I was renting them up. There were games, though, like, um, you know, Wizards and Warriors and Super Ghosts and Goblins and all those games. Like, they're just ridiculously hard. <laughs> You're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Battletoads Double Dragon right. was a good one Battle. that I always rented out. Uh, yep. I still rented a whole bunch of good ones, but I've rented out a bunch of bad ones, too. Yeah. Oh, hold on, guys. Here. It's cool. It's cool, Hollywood. 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 This. <laughs> but... I think that that does it for us. Uh, You'll probably hear from us uh, pretty soon here with uh, Titan Masters Attack coming out. Uh, Hopefully, Watsy gives us some love and sends us a box to uh, open on on video for you all. But if not, you know we'll be we'll be doing it big and and uh, and showing you what we get uh, when when the set comes out. I know Sean's going to be doing a a video on. Sealed strategies. He's, he's got uh, some packs from all four sets that he's going to be going through. Um, so we'll uh, we'll post a link to that once it's up. Thank you all for listening, Brandon, Sean. Thank you for joining. You guys, uh, thank stay safe. you. Stay safe out there. Thank you.